from Trimble Construction, you're listening to the Connected Construction Show, where we connect you to the contractors, owners, designers, engineers, and construction professionals who are finding better ways to work. And now, here's your host, Matt Sprague. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to the Connected Construction Show. Uh, As always, I'm your host, Matt Sprague. Uh, Glad to be back in the seat again. Uh, I am joined today uh, with my good friend, Mehdi Norbox from Yegatech. He is the CEO and founder. Uh, Mehdi, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Matt. I'm super excited to talk to your audience today. And where, where are you coming from right now? Right now, I'm in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area. It's uh, not very beautiful this morning. It's uh, cloudy, but, uh, you know, this is uh, what the summer looks like in the Bay Area. You win some, you lose some, right? (laughs) So, uh, all right, Mehdi, so tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Uh, I start the show this way with all of our guests. We want to kind of get to know you a little bit. So, um, tell us a little bit about the journey that you've had to get you where you are today as CEO and founder of Yegatech. Absolutely. Um, I started as a structural engineer. Um, I, um, you know, I, my, my background is coming from the civil engineering, specializing in structural engineering. I work as a structural engineer for a couple of years designing and, you know, built uh, and building, uh, later building buildings. And through my journey as a professional, I realized how inefficient the, the industry is. And this was a time that I, I thought, uh, you know, we should, we should start thinking differently about the industry. I was naive enough to think that I can change this industry. And so I started my higher education and uh, learning, uh, going into doing a master's in construction management and later doing a PhD at Georgia Tech. Um, and through that, I was introduced to the world of artificial intelligence. And that was the time that I realized, oh, my God, there are so many inefficiencies in the industry that data and AI can help us to overcome. Uh, fast forward, working in the tech industry for uh, seven years, and uh, I was running a lot of AI projects. And that was a time that I found why some of our AI projects are successful and why some of them are not. And I created a framework and presented that in my book, Augmented. And today I'm a CEO of a consulting company, technology consulting company called Yegatech, helping architecture, engineering, and construction companies to leverage their data with the help of AI to increase profitability and efficiency in their workflows. That's awesome. I mean, the, 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 the buzz topics in the industry, uh, you know, the way I look at it off the top of my head, digital twins, uh, artificial intelligence, which we're going to nail today, um, and sustainability. But, and, and a lot of that is uh, intertwined, right? So they're, 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 all three of those things can, are, are kind of uh, a living, um, uh, or, or should be living harmoniously together. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and if you think about this, also I will say the, the future of the industry, the companies that five to 10 years from now are not the data, technology, and sustainability companies. These are the companies that will go out of business. 
So this um, is how all of this will come together. Yeah, exactly. You got to be thinking about all, all sides of that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, when we're talking about artificial intelligence, or at least my understanding of it, 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 it d- data is the game, right? Like the, it's access, or rather I should say, access to data is the game. Artificial intelligence is only as smart as the amount of information that is put into it. So from you know the, the work that you're doing and, and the consultancy that you're doing and the work that Yegatech does, are you aggregating data from multiple sources or are you using just the data sets specific to an individual customer? Yeah, um, depending on the project, it could be one or another or could be both. And typically how we can determine this is uh, we have at, in our discovery phase with the client, we have this, uh, we call it innovation workshops where we get together with the client, with the executives, and we identify where are the sources of inefficiencies, what are the problems that they want to solve, and uh, what are the their or or and or what are the aspiring goals that they have, where they want to take their companies three to five years from now. And based on their goals, we define what are the sets of problems, maybe three to five problems that data and AI can help them with to gain that efficiency and, uh, and productivity in the market and get their companies to the place that they want to take. And based on that, we'll identify what type of data sources we need. What should be the quality of data? Do they have all the data in their uh, ecosystem or we need to find you know data from other places and this is where we create this data strategy for them to be able to achieve that business goals and problems that they have and uh, increase to be able to increase efficiency and productivity later on so it's interesting that um that that first first level understanding of what are you trying to solve is so important, right? Because it's like, you know, someone can't just say like, well, I want artificial intelligence. Well, that's wonderful. Like, but what is, what do you want it to do for you, right? It's It hasn't gotten to the point where it's all knowing and it can do everything. I mean, I've tried chat GPT. It's, it always says like, I'm sorry, Matt, I can't do that one for you. I'm like, come on, you can do that. So you have to define the problem in order to, to create it. It's the same thing of like, of, as I mentioned before, like, uh, a digital twin. Well, there's no magic digital twin button, right? You've, you have to define like, well, what do you want it to provide you? What are you, what problems are you trying to, uh, trying to solve? So is that kind of the same thing? Like you, 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 so what you're saying is the, the, the first problem is what are you trying to accomplish? And then what are the, what, what is the data associated with it that can, that can help solve that problem? Absolutely, absolutely. It always comes from that business question. And what's the question you want data to answer or AI to answer? What's the value that you want to create? What's the problems that you have? Um, And later on, it's about, okay, how we can collect and consolidate data and what type of algorithms are the best and how AI can help you to do that. The problem that we see in the industry is happening is that some of the executives, they're just excited about, you know, digitization and they want to integrate data and, you know, this is good. But the question is for what? So what? You want to do this to achieve what goal? 
And that's where the goal comes in first. You know, some of the companies, they spend three to four years, millions of dollars to create that, but they, they don't actually answer that, that business question. So uh, my recommendation often to the executive is that think about where you want to take your company uh, in the future. Think about the business problems you have or the goals that you have, and that's your starting point in your digitization and in your AI journey. So when you have vendors like Trimble that are uh, making the move to quote unquote platform, um, how is this going to help AI in our industry? When we start, uh, the way I think of of a platform is we're starting to aggregate um, disparate siloed solutions into a singular user interface, but also a singular database. And is that why that platform journey is so important for, for, for the, the proliferation of artificial intelligence? Absolutely. The, you know, as you mentioned before, data is the ingredient of any AI solution. Um, and these platforms like Trimble's platform can help to consistently for, for construction companies, for design companies, can help them to become consistent in capturing data, having a high quality data. And later on, we can use this data to train AI models and use them to do certain analytics. So that's in the data part. It gives a consistency across the board. Um, with the right governance in place. So also these companies need to think about what are the data governance that we want to have when we are using a platform like, like Trimble. Beside that, so beside just data and consistency, if these type of platforms like Trimble can help with collecting data across the life cycle of a project from design to construction and operation. We talked about digital twin, we talked about you know, the, the design part, we talked about the connection between the physical world and digital world. And by bringing data across the life cycle of the project, some of the companies can gain huge advantage and get market differentiation by using such platforms. Very interesting, because that is basically my day job right there. So that's what we're focusing on right now. So we have what we're referring to as our asset lifecycle management system, solution, platform. I haven't really landed on exactly what that fifth, uh, fourth word is. Yeah. But yeah, it's the idea of like, you've got to pull together the data from the assets full lifecycle. And a lot of times when, when they, when, I feel like, well, it, it, you know, especially from contractors perspective and originally from like the quote unquote owner's perspective, the center of the universe in the past has always been, well, it depends on who you talk to, but for the most time, the project. And it's like, mm -hmm. eh, the project is a very, very, very small portion of it. So pulling together that data across helps really leverage that information greatly. So, yeah. um, so let's talk about some of the projects that 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 you. I just said projects are not some of the assets that you've been working on with, with with your with your customers, but some of the AI projects that you've been working on with your customers. What are what are some of the the the, the interesting solutions that you've come up with by by leveraging artificial intelligence? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the on the owner side, you know, you talked about sustainability and you talked about the data. And really, sometimes, you know, when we think about the sustainability, and for this is very important for for a lot of owners, um, it means really making the right decisions early on in the project. And the way that you can make decisions is by doing analysis and evaluation and finding trade offs and choosing the right for instance, material for your building. Um, we've done a project with the owner of a um, hotel. It was in downtown LA. The owner wanted to build a big hotel, 26 story. And the question that the owner asked was, what should be the material for the structure? Based on the supply chain that's available around here, should we go with timber? Should we do reinforced concrete or steel? And so we had, three different layouts for, for the hotel and three different materials, so nine combination. And it's a very simple question, which material should I choose that is not too expensive and also considering all the sustainability aspects of the project. The way that industry works, and I used to be a structure engineer, so I take one of these, let's say, layout one with, let's say, a structural steel or reinforced concrete. It took two to four weeks in this project because it was outsourced, it was two months. It, take, it took two months to just analyze that building for the structure. And another two months, they outsourced it to another estimating company to figure out how much would be the cost of this design for this material. So four months for one option. And if you think about it, you know, from the owner's point of view, it was just, this is a simple question, which material should I choose? So this is where we started training an AI model that could quickly look into these different options and alternatives to come up with the most optimum structure based on uh, the requirements of the project and based on the different material types. So what used to take for only for one option used to take four months, with this AI system could be done in less than a week. And this is the, the difference between using AI system and not using AI system. So it, you gave the example of nine potential options. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine they're not doing them in sequence, but they're having to contract out to, you know, six, seven, eight, nine different, you know, so we're talking Buku box, exactly. you know, a four month contract with nine different, uh, nine different, uh, you know, contracting companies that do to do that. That's, yeah. that's huge. And as opposed to having a, just an engine that can, you can put those input in to, to get it. So now, yeah. so you do that for that customer. Is that just, can, can that then be commercially available for other customers or are all these things like custom made per customer? So if you think about it, so both. Uh, one is um, there are certain engines. Um, so one of the biggest bottlenecks in doing this type of analysis for a structural, uh, from the structural engineering standpoint is the time to run this analysis. Uh, so you hit uh, calculate. Uh, so then the FEA calculator goes off and five minutes later, 10 minutes later, it comes back with the results. And, you know, the design takes time. So there are certain things that you can create an AI system, for instance, for FEA calculation that you can use across the board. And there are certain things that are specific to 
building codes and requirements that you need to uh, handle outside of you know these AI solutions. Um, so and because building code is very localized, um, you need to always tune these AI system for that specific uh, local uh, code and jurisdictions. So I think I, 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 I when you started talking about the owner, do you have other examples from? I think you know you said you originally started off with architects and engineers or even contractors. Yeah. So for for engineers, you know, as we discussed, you can uh, basically train an AI system for all the designs that you've done in the past, and this type of AI system can give you quickly a basis of design for a new project. So as the new project comes in, based on the parameters of the project, it will give you an estimate on what would be the right column sizes, you know, section sizes for the structure. And instead of structural engineers starting from scratch, they can start from a basis of design. And that gives them you know, an advantage. For, uh, for architects, um, we've done a project uh, where the architect, so owner and architect, there was a commercial um, office space project. And the owner asked the architect to design this huge space for like 1,000 workstations and 100 phone rooms and you know 200 conference rooms and things of that nature. So the architect goes back to the office and spend a month to design the space and come back with 3D model. And the owner looks at it and say, ah, can you do like 100 more workstations? A strategy changed. And the architect has to go back, do all these changes and come back. And this was never ending. So three, four months passed, three, four iterations, and the architect was just, you know, getting tired of these uh, changes. So we created the AI system that could quickly, so architect just started sketching, and this AI system could, based on the zoning, the requirements that the architects puts in, could quickly generate these workstations and phone rooms and conference rooms based on the circulations line that architects uh, puts in. So being able to take in client requirements and in seconds, it literally took 60 seconds to go from client requirements into a 3 beam model. So quickly being able to uh, fill that space with the right uh, workstations and the right number of uh, phone rooms and everything and able to generate the BIM uh, after that, so that was a huge game changer in the productivity of the of the architecture company. We have a, a first time question here. So we we did some um, early promotion of this episode out to our 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 social land, and we got a question from one of our listeners. Uh, so the question is, and I'll read it to make sure I get it right. I won't paraphrase. Uh, is what are some good parameters for choosing the right use case for AI in the construction industry? That's a great question. Um, thank you for asking that, uh, the dear listener. Um, well, <laughs> as uh, is actually one of the chapters of my book uh, is called the Ponder Face. And uh, there are different sequence that I recommended. And uh, the first one is getting the executives together, getting the executives of the company 
um, you know, the technical one and the business side, CEOs, you know, CTO, CIO, head of IT and operations all together in a one day uh, session workshop. And the first thing is the executives of the company should speak the same language when it comes to AI. So AI is a you know fast evolving field and oftentimes what we see is the executives of the company don't have the same understanding of what AI is, what it is not, what it can really do and what it cannot do. And if these people get together and create a strategy that would that might be very dangerous for the company. Because they have maybe you know expectations that is cannot nobody can ever even meet. So the next step after that is we look into their strategic goals and what are the plans for the next year or next three years. And also we look into what are some of the tedious tasks that the employees do. So we often run employee surveys and we'll uh, figure out what are, where the employees are with regards to uh, tedious tasks. And we combine all of this together to create three to five problems that has a huge business value and also is you know compatible with data and ai uh, solutions and next we look into what's the return on investment is if we solve this problem uh, how much is is it how difficult it is to solve the problem how much it, it is going to cost and what's the business value that will bring and based on that we prioritize these uh, problems and solutions uh, together. So before this, we brainstorm solutions, figure out how AI can help to solve that. We prioritize them. And in the end, we often start with quick wins. What are the, based on what we discussed, what are the problems and solutions that we can do uh, so that we can have some quick wins? And this way we can increase the momentum inside the organization and we can do more projects of, of that. So to sum it up, you know, the executives get together working on the problem that really matters for the company, brainstorming AI solutions, looking into high ROI investments, and, you know, finding a quick win project to take it to the next phase, which is AI planning. That was a great answer. Great question. Great answer. Thank you very much to the, to the listener for, for submitting that one. Uh, so all of you other listeners out there, pay attention to our social posts. We'll, we're going to start previewing uh, guests ahead of time, and you'll be able to ask those questions and, and hear, it, uh, hear it recorded. So um, KPMG uh, recently released their two, 2023 Global Construction Survey, and 40% of the respondents uh, said that they're actually adopting AI, even though most are in their early stages. So they're 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 maybe doing exactly what you're saying, right? To the answer to that question is they're in that pondering phase. Um, does that number seem high to you? Uh, in 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 your opinion, is that kind of reflect reality from the experience you have uh, from Yegatech? Well, um, um. I was I was reading the other day um, uh, an article about how many times a day we touch uh, we are in touch with AI systems uh, like outside of the AC in general. Uh, for instance, when you do Google search, we do you do navigation, use Google Map, uh, you 
check your emails. There is a, you know, there's a spam filter that uses AI and so on. And on average for the people in a day, they use, you know, 25 to 30 times, um, really? you know, and, and AI without even noticing it. The, the, that's the reaction. Like, really? Yeah. Because it, AI is around us. If you're using your iPhone and you're looking at your images and search for a car, for instance, in your image, uh, in your iPhone's photo app, you're using AI to sort these. But if you're talking to Alexa or your phone, you know, um, and this is around us. This is something that is just embedded um, in our in our day-to-day lives. So um, that's an average person using AI systems in a day. Um, now, thinking about our industry, um, if by adoption in this survey, we mean that like using you know, AI features inside the, inside the platform like Trimble or, you know, startups, I will say uh, that this number should be a lot higher uh, in my point of view, because a lot of the startups that we are advising today, you know, have AI features, a lot of tech companies already implemented, small uh, AI feature, but they're functional, uh, like a weather app. Maybe we don't notice it but we actually you know using it and uh, so if the adoption means using off-the-shelf solution in one of the you know tech solutions out there i assume that this number should be higher Um, and the other side of it is by adoption we mean like uh, companies really investing in their data to gain competitive advantage by creating uh, custom ai solutions that no one else has uh, I think this number should be a lot lower. Maybe less than five percent of the of the industry is investing in their own AI solution to gain a competitive advantage on that regard. So, yeah. So that's um, you know I don't know the the sources of this forty uh, percent, but this is my my reaction to it. Yeah. So it sounds like it's more the use of of AI is coming from vendors that you use, not necessarily the the individual companies that that are leveraging those vendors. So it's you know, so it's it's like well, Google, like the one th- I, like as you were talking, I was thinking because I was thinking about like what was I using today that had AI, and I was like, well, you know what? It's the um, uh, uh, the the text complete. Like I'm writing a sentence in my email and all of a sudden it said, you know, it finishes it for me. I'm like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, but in, in when like from Trimble's perspective, like we're developing Aon in the background and from the customer's perspective, when they start utilizing it, they may not even realize that it's, that it's AI. So exactly. that makes sense, right? That they're not technology companies. So they're not going to go and develop their AI, but they're going to look for ways of leveraging it from the vendors that are out there that leverage their data. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. I never thought of it that way. That was, that was, that was really interesting. So, um, so obviously you're coming from a, a great place of experience and knowledge. Uh, you mentioned it a couple times uh, uh, earlier uh, in terms of your book. So, which is augment it. So not augmented, augment it, which is uh, how architecture, engineering and construction leaders leverage data and artificial intelligence to build a sustainable future. So 
um, want to give you an opportunity to plug that book, but I want to I want to kind of learn a bit more about it what, in terms of what it what it all encompasses. So give us a summary and and who is it written for? Yeah, definitely. So I, I wrote it for CEOs, executives, and uh, in, inside architecture, engineering, construction companies. You know, technology leaders, uh, innovation leaders, and this is a non-technical book. This book doesn't have any AI formula. There are other books written for that, but this is a book that can help. I thought, what can I produce that can help this industry move forward? And what is the framework? Because AI is a very broad term and everybody has a different definition about it. And there are lots of books written about it. But for me, it was like, how can I write a book that people can read and know after reading the book how they can actually bring AI into their companies? What are the steps that they need to take to define an AI strategy? What are the steps that they need to take to define the right AI problem for their company? What are the steps that they need to take to lead their team to develop that solution? So I, the first part of the book is more about AI education. It talks about what AI is, what it is not, what it can really do or what it can't do, and talks about some of the examples of AI systems in the AC industry. And the second part of the book is the, the framework that I created. So that it starts from pondering, and then invent, innovate, and augment. So it's a four-step framework frame, framework that they can use. And each of the, them has a sub-step. And really the goal of the ponder phase is to find that uh, AI-compatible AI problem, find a business problem that's compatible with AI, start with a quick win. The goal of the invent phase is to uh, look into the technical feasibility of the solution first. And then once you develop a solution in the innovate phase, you look into the business viability of the solution. And then you can augment your capabilities inside the organization. And in the end, there are three use cases and examples of the companies that went through this uh, framework to be able to augment their capabilities. And um, so this is a book that's available on Amazon. And for your listeners, uh, there is three uh, chapters of the book that's available on my website, yegatech.com. There are free resources that you can go there. And the people who download these free chapters, if you put Trimble in the Where Did You Hear About Us, will send uh, three signed copies of the books to, to your listeners and, uh, you know, that's a way to thank you for listening to the Trimble podcast, the Connected Construction Show. That's awesome. I didn't know there was going to be a, be an offer here. That's awesome. So thank you. Uh, yeah. So everybody, make sure you check it out in, in the, the website. You said it was, was yegatech.com. Yes. Yes. So Y-E-G-A-T-E-C-C.com. T-E-C-H.com. What I say, TECC. Sorry, I got to the dot com <laughs> part. Ugh, sorry, it's a Friday here. People, give me a break. Uh, and, and also, there is so I, I talked about the ponder phase and how you can, uh, you know, uh, think about the right AI problem for your organization. There's a workbook, free workbook in uh, in in the website that you can download. And actually, if you download that, it will walk you through 
all the steps that you can use and bring AI to your company. And that is a complementary workbook uh, of the book. Amazing. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for the work that you're doing, right? It's, 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 it's driving innovation and driving adoption across the industry. And, and I know that's, that it, you know, that's close to my heart because I feel like that's what I'm doing as, as well. You know, you're just, you're focusing on the uh, artificial intelligence and it's such going to be such a huge part of, of how we can drive efficiency in our industry. So thank you for all that you're doing and, and thank you so much, Mehdi, for, for joining the show. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me. And I'm really excited to help your listeners to demystify AI and help them to leverage this technology in, in the industry. I'm, I'm really excited to uh, see how we can work together to push this industry forward. Amazing. Thank you again. And, and to all the listeners and viewers out there, thank you so much for, for tuning in. And as always, until next time, Stay connected. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Connected Construction Show. For more information, visit us at connectedconstructionshow.com.